0: Welcome back to another episode of the Sound Body and Mind podcast. John Davies of 97.3 WMEE with you. Uh, Once again, thank you for joining the show. If you would like more information of any of the topics that we talk about, please text the word Bowen B-O-W-E-N, to 46862, or check out the Mental Health and Wellness Hub on our website over at WMEE.com. Today, we're talking the subject of anxiety with a Bowen Center psychologist Dr. Sequila Liebertrau, the Interim Vice President, Clinical Services. Thank you once again for joining us on the show. You are our inaugural uh, first episode of all time. I'm happy to have you back in studio.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me back. It's always fun to be here.
0: I feel like anxiety in the last few years has kind of developed can you talk to me a little bit about what is the true difference between anxiety and maybe the word stress how do we look at that at a professional level
1: sure so i think um i think we should start with the basics anxiety is a normal human feeling and I think in our society, especially in Western society, we have this way of not wanting to feel uncomfortable feelings. Mm. Anything like, you know, maybe anger or sadness or anxiety, we just, it doesn't feel comfortable. So we sort of just try whatever we can do to avoid it. Um, so I think one of the things we need to consider is going back to basics, Anxiety is a normal human feeling, and it is okay to feel it, and we should allow ourselves to feel it. Um, So so, so that's kind of foundation for me. That, of course, um, as human beings, we experience stressors all the time. Uh, some stressors are more kind of lower level, like, oh, my gosh, I'm running late for our uh, meeting today. okay. And I'm frustrated that I didn't leave earlier. But it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have bigger stressors. And I think, uh, so So considering like a lot of people are stressing right now about um, Russia and what Russia is going to do and um, supply the economy. chain issues. The Am economy. I ever going to be
0: able to buy a house? Am
1: I going to just have a, a roof or money for rent mm-hmm. or food on the table? So a lot of people are stressing about a lot of things. And I think these stressors get compounded. So it's just one thing on top of the other, on top of the other. And you're, your body is not designed to be kind of in that state of stress all of the time. Uh, And so that really kind of lends itself to um, anxiety becoming more dysfunctional. And when I say dysfunctional, it it impacts the way you function in your life. It impacts your relationships. It impacts your ability to just function as normal at work or at school. So it becomes um, problematic when it starts impacting um, our normal level of functioning. So normal day to day, sometimes we have stressors and, and we may have anxiety as a response. But when you're constantly having anxiety and you're 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 constantly worrying about things and it's impacting your life. That's when it becomes a problem.
0: Dealing with things in a type of fight or flight situation, Mm -hmm. kind of hanging out in that gray space in between for too long is how I see anxiety. (laughs) Your inability to make a decision on this, that or the other Kind of sits within those stressors as well.
1: Absolutely. So, your body, again, is not designed to be in that state all the time. It's healthy when it kicks in Mm. at the right time for the right reason. Um, So, like if you are, um, you know, uh, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you smell smoke and you're sort of like, oh, this is not right. What do I do? You jump into action, you go out of the window or an escape door or whatever. That's what you should do. Your body <laughs> should be on high alert right. at that point. So we want it to function and work at the right times. But if you're constantly going... um Oh my Is gosh. the house going to burn down? Is the Is house, house going to burn down? down? Or you know, what am I going to eat for lunch? I'm so hungry, but I can't think so, stri- straight right now. Or oh my gosh, what am I going to do tonight uh, when I get home because I haven't mowed the lawn yet? Or blah blah blah. You know, right. random things where you just constantly, constantly, constantly worrying. That that's not good.
0: Well specifically for parents and, you know, as a a friend or a family member, how do we know when it's severe enough to step in and maybe give someone the help that they might have with their anxieties?
1: Absolutely. So I think um, with younger children since you mentioned uh, as parents how do we know Uh, sometimes it's a little bit harder because children don't always have the words they can't just say oh hey mom dad I have anxiety can you help me out with that Um, So you see sort of more of the what we call the somatic kind of symptoms. So you see things like sleep is interrupted or Mm. they really struggle with concentration or they're just really irritable all the time or fatigued. So you see uh, muscle tension, those kind of more like physical symptoms. Um, So you kind of have to put the puzzle pieces together yourself. And I think I would also say um, knowing your loved one and knowing what's baseline for them. If you're like, gosh, this is... This is not what John's usually like, but something is up. Absolutely. Um, then you ask those questions, you offer the support. I think, first of all, just opening conversation up and making it normal, sure. normalizing that people experience anxiety sometimes and sometimes it becomes Um, anxiety that's that we can't manage by ourselves, it's okay to ask for help, and it's okay to get help. Um, So really just opening up the conversation, being a listening ear. um, And if that's not enough, really um, being supportive to the person to say, hey, let's let's together get some help for you.
0: What does help kind of look like, uh, you know, in terms of it being treated of sorts? What's treatment for anxiety consists of in 2022?
1: Yeah, so it can either be uh, mental health therapy or medication or a combination of both. Um, The research shows us that for mild to moderate symptoms, therapy usually is more than enough. Mm. Um, When we're talking that moderate to severe, then you might want to add medication in. Now, it's always your choice as an individual what route you want to go. You may just go to your family doctor and say, hey, doc, uh, I'm anxious. I I need some help. Your doctor may just give you a medication. You might be done with it. Um, but if if you're asking me what sort of like the gold standard of treatment, sure. um, I would definitely say mild to moderate symptoms go the therapy route. If it's uh, moderate to severe, maybe do a combination of therapy and medication. The thing about therapy, even though it takes maybe a little bit longer and a little bit more dedication, is that you really learn strategies and techniques to manage those symptoms on your own. So that when you're dealing with a really difficult situation or another stressor in your life, you've got this Skill or this technique in your back pocket to know, hey, I can, I can use meditation or a mindfulness technique. And by the way, these are things that, um, that people can look up. You can look up mindfulness sure. or uh, meditation, and it, it's first of all. Helpful for anybody to use it. You don't have to have a problematic level of anxiety to use (laughs) it. Deep breathing
0: goes a long way.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, And so... these are techniques that that are yours that you can use for anything so even if the maybe the problem uh, started with anxiety around work but now you're experiencing anxiety around finances or whatever these skills translate and so it's something you just always have in your back pocket the thing with medication while it can work really wonderfully is that when you stop taking it um, your anxiety is back Um, the other thing, too, is you really want to always be very careful with medication that you don't just go off the medication without talking with your doctor. Um, and I guess I just want to also say I'm not saying medication is bad. Please don't, don't misunderstand when I say, hey, try therapy first for mild to moderate um, or therapy with um, medication for moderate to severe we just always have to consider if you're taking a medication, there may be potential side effects too, right? As far as we know, unless you have a really, really awful, terrible therapist, there's no side effects to therapy. It's really just you're you're teaching yourself how to manage difficult things, whereas medication can have potential side effects. And so you really want to Carefully consider your options before you go that route, um, but certainly medication can do wonderful things for many people, and if your symptoms are severe enough, it can actually help you just sort of like take the edge off the symptoms a little bit, and then it can actually help you focus better on those therapeutic techniques. So there's different ways that you can kind of combine the treatments or take them separately. Um to help you feel better. It it has to be an individual approach.
0: A variety of different routes to the same destination at the end of the day. Uh, One of my favorites kind of realizations in the last few years of uh, the severity of mental health for some and kind of the stigma around it. Uh, looking at mental health, similar to how you look at physical health and mm-hmm. physical therapy and verbal therapy of working out these issues, I mean, you break your leg, you, you hurt your knee, you need to do X, Y, and Z to be able to get back to the state of being able to walk again. And
1: Absolutely. nothing
0: wrong with asking for help from time to time. But, you know, sometimes some of us do get to the state where anxiety can kind of get to a point of, really uh, perking and becoming things like a panic attack. Could you describe that to someone that's never had one of those before?
1: Oh, gosh. They are just awful to have. It can be this terrible dreadful feeling it can feel like your life is going to end oftentimes people end up in the ER because they think they're dying they think they are maybe having a heart attack so um, it varies um, from person to person but the sort of this um, feeling of dread you can have sweaty palms your body can either sort of like a warmer sensation or a colder sensation you can kind of have a numbing sensation um uh hyperventilation. Uh, So so it it can feel really, really dreadful to have a panic attack. And what's um, especially terrible about it is that it can just kind of happen out of the blue. Um, sometimes it's triggered by specific things for, for some folks. So like for instance, some people might um, experience it like around social um, settings Absolutely. or situations. But it could also just randomly happen where you wake up in the middle of the night when you were sleeping and restful and very much at peace and you are just waking up with a panic
0: Your attack. Your brain's just doing this subconsciously too. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Or lovely. <laughs> or you're just driving somewhere and all of a sudden you're in traffic and you're having a panic attack or you're in in the middle of a business meeting, and you're just having a panic attack. So we can't always, um, you know, know when they're going to happen. For some people, certain things tend to trigger them. Um, but yeah, it's just this awful feeling where it feels very much out of control. And, and um, uh, I think the good news is typically, this takes a minute or two and, and it's over
0: you're not gonna wake up and have a panic attack tomorrow right It kind of needs to however develop yeah
1: when you're in the middle of one sure. it feels like it's never gonna end and yeah. your life is over it it's just an awful experience
0: if you uh at a professional level do you have any tips and tricks of for how to handle a situation like that, for us to maybe all put in our back pocket in case we see a friend going through that or, you know, a situation where you just see a stranger out there having a rough day, experiencing a panic attack. How can I help Joe Schmo down the street get through this on a positive side?
1: Yeah. So I think everybody needs... Maybe something different because we're all so different. One person might feel terribly ashamed or feel uncomfortable with you, um, you know, noticing or paying attention and somebody Absolutely. else might be. So, so it really, um, I think the, the best um, maybe advice is to ask the person, what do you need right now? can I just sit with you? Can I bring you a glass of water? Um, would you like to talk about this uh, or not? Uh, it really kind of depends on the person and what they need. I think from um, a more personal perspective, if you're going through it, I think with, with, with anxiety in general, um, it's important to have good, healthy practices, and, and maybe that's something we need to talk about um, um when we're talking about anxiety in general, th- there are there are some basic things that we can do to take better care of ourselves and to maybe even prevent some of these things from happening. So, things like um, exercise. This what? Is no, n- this is not popular. I like, can sit on the couch <laughs> all day. It's gonna be fine. Keeping just keeping your body healthy, right? So with that goes healthy exercise, healthy eating. Um, when we're talking about food and nutrition and things like that, avoiding um, uh, caffeine. Mm. Uh, Some people's bodies are super sensitive. And so even like one cup of coffee or one, um, you know, Mountain Dew, whatever (laughs) your poison is, could be too much for some people. And, And, you know, you get these giant energy drinks these days people drink a ton of them and right. then they're sort of like well why am i anxious <laughs> stop drinking those right <laughs> drinks your uh, body is not designed to consume consume them just go to
0: bed at like 8 one day it's crazy <laughs> <sighs>
1: not good um, things like um, smoking mm-hmm. I think oftentimes you hear from smokers that they say it it relaxes them or calms them down when they smoke um, but really smoking is not helpful um, we don't have enough time today to go through the signs of everything, but right. smoking, um, alcohol use really is not helpful either. So managing what you put in your body, having just regular practices of either um, kind of like meditation or mindfulness, because it's it's always better to kind of like um, be in, in, a, in a state where you're regularly maintaining your system, helping your body and your um, nervous system to stay calm rather than trying to get it to come down from that a quick intense fix. state. Yeah. Uh, you can always use techniques like a mindfulness technique or a grounding technique or a breathing technique, or there's m- multiple techniques. Once you are kind of um, in that heightened state, but I think it's, it's, much better to have a system of maintenance, and then you just kind of use one of those techniques when you need them.
0: If someone is uh, seeing more similarity with the concept of anxiety versus stress in their life, what are some of the steps that you might suggest for finding initial help in determining whether or not they need that help?
1: Yeah. So I would say, first of all, you know yourself best. You are kind of your your own expert. If you know this is not a baseline how you function, you've been trying by yourself and you've been struggling for quite some time. I would say listen to yourself. Listen to what your body is telling you. That's one way of looking at it. Another way um, really is uh, it could be pretty uh, quick and easy to do a questionnaire online. Uh, So there's the, um, it's called the uh, GAD7, G-A-D7, because it's got seven questions. And it's about anxiety. So you can just quickly go online. And there's different variations. Some sites will just let you enter it, uh, and then they kick out your score. Or um, there's like PDF versions, all kind of versions uh, out there. And that um, that tool is definitely something that is very widely used in the mental health field, or even just general like doctors' offices. You may have already um, completed one sure. without even realizing um, at your doctor's office because they're pretty common. Um, so that would give you kind of a score to say hey what range do you fall in and is it recommended that you get help i
0: pulled it up real quick on my phone just to Walk you through it as a listener before you uh, catch yourself off guard online. Simple questions like feeling nervous, anxious, or on edge, and answers similar to not at all, several days a week, uh, more than half a days in the week, uh, nearly every day. Moving on question-wise, not being able to stop or control worrying, uh, worrying too much about different things, trouble relaxing, being so restless that it's hard to sit still, becoming easily annoyed or irritable feeling afraid as if something awful might happen. Uh, So if any of those are things that you may be struggling with, I highly recommend you text the word Bowen, B-O-W-E-N, to 46862 or visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub on our website over at WMEE.com. A variety of different resources that you can use to your benefit, thanks to our friends at the Bowen Center, uh, to help deal with anxiety and many of the other uh, mental health issues that we are all dealing with now in the world of 2022. Once again, a huge thank you to my guest, Dr. Sequila Lee Buttrell, the Bowen Center's uh, Interim Vice President, Clinical Services. Wonderful job. Thanks for coming on to the show. And uh, we'll talk to you next time from the Sound Body and Mind podcast.